Hey everybody, how are you doing? Uh, this is a fun Friday. I'm calling it a fun Friday, y'all. This is my Christian walk and uh, something about Fridays. I don't know. It's not like the TGIF. I guess it's just a energy boost for me. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I'm continuing in the Gospel of John. Uh, I just finished with the conversation that Christ had at the well with the Samaritan woman. And now uh, this is right after that. Let's begin. The disciples rejoined Jesus. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to, to the town and said to the people, come on, come on and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four months more? And then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the reaper draws his wages. Even now, he harvests the crop for eternal life, so that the, the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Wow, that's pretty awesome. A um, couple things here. Number one, when Christ uh, says, my food is not literally food, and the disciples clearly don't know what he's talking about, um, Jesus is talking about spiritual food. He's talking about what he demonstrated throughout his ministry, which that materialism and earthly things, including his life, were of no concern to him. Um, when he talks about reaping and the harvest, what he's saying is, look, why wait, yo? Why wait? The harvest is now. There are people lost now. And he is the Messiah, the Savior, who has come with the help of the apostles to minister and draw people. And that's what the apostles would do after the death of Christ to spread the gospel message. Now, what parallels can we take from this? Well, first of all, um, Jesus Christ had a plan, the plan of his father. He submitted his will. When he was in the garden praying that this cup would pass, he knew what lay ahead. He knew what he was going to have to endure. Similarly, as Christians, as people that believe in Christ, believe in the Messiah, we need to, I believe, constantly recommit ourselves to God, to Christ, and say, what do you want from me. Not what I want. You know, so much of the world, man, and we've all, even as Christians, danced that song where the world says, you know, success is you 
charting out your course for what you want to do in life. Take God out of the equation. Just pursue your own desires. And if you do that, you're going to live a happy life. Not true. Not true. Sometimes you'll hear testimonies of people that uh, went south toward the end of their life or at the pinnacle of their success. And they'll talk about an inner void, a void that is not ever helped by materialism. And what Christ is illustrating here is that the time is now. The time is now. The time is now for you, if you're listening to this, to ask yourself, how much longer are you going to deny the truth of Jesus Christ? How much longer are you going to postpone your decision to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? That's really what the harvest is about. Um, You know, when I hear people, on a side note, talk about scripture, and I've had conversations with people, including family members who say, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's all, never happened, never happened. You know, and they say some of the most silliest things like, this is all what I just read, creatively written, it never happened. People just pen this because they wanted to copy off some older pagan religion. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, we could get into a intellectual discussion, citing data and argumentation from scholars. And I've even had people say, well, they're, they're biblical scholars. They're biased. I mean, everybody will look for, everybody who's not saved will look for a reason to not believe. And you know what? All I can tell y'all is that when you get right down to it and you become uh, humble enough to seek Christ and to seek the Holy Spirit and to seek God, you will find that you will experience an epiphany. And I'm not talking about blind faith. I'm not talking about the kind of faith that sustains somebody in a cult. I'm not talking about the brainwashing where people go and uh, the thousands and drink toxic lemonade because the cult leader tells them to. You know, you can you can filter that nonsense with what is the bottom line? What is the agenda of that particular person? You know, I was watching that David Koresh thing a while back and it was the dramatized version. Uh, and when you look at David Koresh and what David Koresh was saying, and more importantly, what he was doing, the way he was using women for sexual satisfaction, you know, that the proof is in the pudding, man. The proof is in the pudding. You see, with Christianity, the harvest is, is here now. The time is now. There is no tomorrow. Because you know what? You don't know when tomorrow will end. You don't know when this life of yours will end. So why wait? Why wait? Anyways, this is a fun Friday, y'all. And um, just wanted to wish you all a good weekend. Uh, I hope you guys are healthy. I hope you guys uh, will share this, listen to it, and pass it on if you like it. All right, peace.